0: Hi, and welcome back. So good to have you with us today from wherever you're watching from. Last week, we started to talk on the subject. Of worry and how God doesn't want us to worry. And we look specifically at the verses that we find in Matthew chapter six, where Jesus teaches on the worry free life. And if you missed that last week, really encourage you to take some time to go back and give that a watch on one of our media platforms. Now, it reveals that those who belong to God can walk with a very real confidence in his providence. What does providence mean? Well, it basically means the protection and the provision of God. So those who choose to put their faith in God, become a part of God's family, can have a confidence of God's providence in their life when times are good and also when times are troubled. We looked at how Jesus taught us how to live a worry-free life in a worry-filled life. Around us now, you only have to turn on the media or the news for just a couple of moments to see the worry, the anxiety, the fear that's flooding homes in the world. Yet God calls us in the midst of that. He invites us to have a worry-free life. We finished last week comparing these teachings of Jesus in Matthew 6 to what we read in Psalm 23, where we're likened to sheep and God is likened to our shepherd. In Matthew 6, it really teaches us that God cares for us more than other things that he provides for daily. And then in Psalm 23, he says, you're the sheep of my pasture, independent of what's going on around you. Know that I'm a good shepherd in your life. Three times in Matthew chapter six, Jesus says, do not worry, do not worry. Do not worry. Again, we dug into that a lot last week, and uh, the good news of having such a great media team is it's there for you to watch again or to watch for the first time. But the question I want to ask today is but what's the alternative to worry? We heard Jesus say very clearly last week about our lives do not worry, do not worry, do not worry. But what's the alternative? Is there an alternative to worry? especially in times of great uncertainty and for people today that are looking around at a world that seems to be in chaos what's the alternative okay jesus if we're not going to worry and be obedient to what you're saying for us to do what should we be doing the good news is the alternative to worry is trusting that the bible reveals to us that there is an alternative to worrying to being anxious to being filled with care and that alternative is simply learning to trust the one whose hand your life is now in. We choose the opposite force to worry which is trust. Choosing to trust God for the things that we understand but also the things we don't. There's many things in your life and in the world today that maybe you have an element of understanding concerning. But let's face it, there's many things happening in our individual lives and in the world around us. that we would probably sit around a coffee table and say, I have no understanding of what's happening or what the future will look like beyond these things. The good news is that God has gone ahead of us. God's not walking with us or behind us, but he's gone ahead of us. He knows the end of a thing from the beginning thereof. When we place our trust in God's hands for individual situations or even for worldwide events, we have a confidence that the one that's promised to be providence in our life knows what's going to happen and is the God that never is taken by surprise. You see, kingdom people always have an alternative response or way of living to the things that we see or we experience happening close to us or all around us. We need to remind ourselves that we are kingdom people, that our lives are now in the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is now alive and living in us and we have a kingdom way of living that's often very opposite to the way that people choose to live in the world today that don't know Jesus. We're called to respond differently. Let me give you some examples. In a world that's given over to lust, with things like pornography, adultery, watching things that you shouldn't watch, feeding appetites that shouldn't be fed, appetites that are nothing more than fleshly appetites, The Bible says that kingdom people are are called to choose purity. Now we think of lust. What's the opposite to lust? Purity. Kingdom people, that's you and me, followers of Jesus Christ, no longer respond with responses of lust because that was the response of the old creation, of who we once were, of the kingdom that we once belonged to. Now we're kingdom people and Jesus is our king, we choose to respond with an opposite reaction, which is called purity. Another example would would be in a world that seems to be um, loving to hate people and hate things, where hate seems to be the norm or the normal reaction, unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, seems to be the response that the world that we live in says is a due response to things that happen to you. Yet we turn to the word of God, the manual for kingdom living, and we see the Bible say, don't hate, love. Let the response of your life not be the same as those that don't know God, but rather let God, who is love, be the response that comes from our kingdom lives. Another example would really be generosity. In a world where greed seems to be the norm, living in natural kingdoms and natural places where people seem so very greedy about their own welfare, self-entitlement. How much more can I get for me? We're called as kingdom people to come and operate and release a different spirit. What's the opposite to greed? Generosity. So as kingdom people, these are just a couple of examples. We choose to live in purity when others choose to live in lust. We choose to love when others choose to hate. We choose to be generous, not just with finance, but with time and energy when others around us choose the culture of greed. In the same way, we don't choose to worry when others are worrying because Jesus told us not to, but instead we choose Trust. Instead of worrying, we choose to trust the God that's promised us that our lives are in his hands. Now, trust and trusting always involves another person, doesn't it? Or something or someone outside of yourself. It's when we choose to lose control of the management or the future of our own days And put the control of what happens next in the hands of another. A classic example would be if I was to put somebody behind me and ask them to catch me. I'd be letting go of my control of my life and putting trust in the life of another to catch me. That's exactly what God is inviting us to do when He says, Don't worry, rather trust me. Put the responsibility of your life, your future, what you'll wear, what you'll eat, how your family will survive in a time where suddenly pandemic and lack seem to be the ongoing language of the media. God cuts through and says to us, simple, like children, trust me as a father, like sheep, trust me as a shepherd. Now, this isn't presumption. This is actually something that God invites us to do in the Bible, in his word, in his living word. He invites us to have a trust relationship with him. Proverbs 3, chapter, uh, sorry, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 6, says these incredible words that need to really become revelation in our heart in these times. Trust in the Lord with all your heart lean not to your own understanding in all of your ways not some of your ways acknowledge him and he will then direct or make sure your paths think about that for a moment three bits of instruction there to have a life that's led by him number one trust in him with all of your heart number two lean not on your own understanding your own reasoning, your own ability to work out what you're going to what you think is going to happen next. And number three, acknowledge him, include him, invite him into not some parts of your life, but every single part of your life. The Bible says if we do that, we'll know the guiding of God, the providence of God in the pathways and the directions that we take. We're truly living. In interesting times, aren't we? The news this week suddenly highlighted everything that's going on uh, on the worldwide stage, especially around Europe with Ukraine and Russia. We're living in interesting times, and for many, these could be very disturbing times, especially if you don't know God. I'm so thankful that I have a relationship with God in these times, aren't you? But for people that don't know God, don't know His kingdom, and what the Bible teaches about his kingdom in these times, these moments could truly be panic stricken, moments of great fear, moments of great uncertainty. Yet again, God speaks to us, his kingdom people, words of don't worry, I've got you covered. I know what's coming and I know how to guide your pathways through those moments that are coming. All you need to do is trusting me with all your heart. Lean not on your own reasoning or wisdom and acknowledge me in every moment and every situation you face. Hebrews 12 encourages us in verses 27 to 28 that actually it was always ordained in scripture that everything that could be shaken would be shaken. But then it says the purpose of everything that can be shaken being shaken is to reveal that which can't be shaken. What is it that can't be shaken? Well, when you read on in those verses, it's the kingdom of God that we've received and we're receiving. That's the one thing in life which remains unshakable. That's why I want to encourage you, implore you today, make sure that your feet are rooted in the citizenship of being a kingdom person with Jesus Christ as your king as you do that though you're aware of the things that are happening you know that your life is safe in the hands of a living and loving God so two things that we can be doing number one pray be communicating with God regarding the things that may be troubling your heart. The Bible says, cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Make sure that in these times of uncertainty where the media are just going berserk or crazy with the dispensing of fear and things that take the very heart and courage of people away. Make sure that you're in the word of God, but you're also you're in prayer, just having hard time with the father letting his words and his peace flood your life. But secondly, know what kingdom you are in. Make sure you've picked your kingdom, that your life is firmly, your boots are firmly planted in the kingdom of God, that you're not trying to sustain a life that represents two kingdoms, that you know in your heart you were once of the world, but now you belong to God. His kingdom is your kingdom. His kingdom life is the life That you need to live true to now. Like I said, to be honest, anyone who doesn't know God in this time really should be worried. Even though this is a message to those that know God, the children of God, the followers of Jesus don't be worried. If you're not a follower of God, if you've not received the salvation of God and become a part of his family and his kingdom, how can I put this nicely? Oh, be worried. Be worried. Be worried enough to pray a prayer that places your life into the caring hand of a God that wants to be your father, your friend and everything you've never imagined he can be. Some moments I believe should surprise us, but other moments really shouldn't because we knew they were coming. I've had many people talking to me the last couple of days. What do I think about this? What do I think about that? My response has been, oh, there's some surprises, but also there are some things that aren't surprises because the word of God revealed clearly that certain things had to unfold and come to pass. Like I said, some things can cause worry Or come to cause worry that are unexpected in your health in your finances maybe in employment there's certain things in life that come and their and their intention is to make you worry but you didn't see them coming but like other things like what's happening in Europe and the nations of the world our knowledge of the word of God should leave us somewhat unsurprised at what's happening right now now a lot of what we're seeing on the news with the nations of the world the sound of war is actually something foretold that's unfolding it's something that was previously spoken of by the prophets in the bible by jesus and by paul himself as christians we normally refer to these passages as of, of these passages of scripture as last days thinking or end time thinking Now, some people go berserk with this. I understand that. But but the reality remains that the Bible is very clear that there is a second coming, that Jesus Christ is coming for those who are in his kingdom. But also there's a closing down, an end time, a last days that we would find ourselves in. Both Jesus and Paul are very clear and they give us a roadmap and signposts regarding what things will look like as the end of the age or the moments before Jesus Christ appears a second time to take home what belongs to him, who belongs to him, what those moments could look like. I believe that when we listen to the news and we look at what's happening in the world today, there's some signposts and some things that shouldn't surprise us because we know the word of God. Let's refresh our understanding for a moment with some of these verses just to see how exact Jesus was in his foretelling of what last moments or end times or moments before his second return would look like. In Matthew 24 verses 4 to 13. Jesus answered watch out that no one deceives you for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah that's already happened is not it many will come to try and deceive false gods proclaiming themselves God and then it says in verse 6 you will hear of wars and rumors of wars but see to it that you're not alarmed see to it that you're not alarmed such things must happen but the end is still to come nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. It's like Jesus had been watching uh, the news channel this morning, isn't it, with these words, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of birth pains that are announcing the return of Jesus Christ. It was interesting that in the midst of all the floods and the storms this week, there was an earthquake in Birmingham. Birmingham, England, we'd never get earthquakes, but it's amazing that the Bible says famines, earthquakes, various places, wars, rumours of wars. But don't be alarmed. And then it says you'll be handed over to be persecuted, put to death. You will be hated by all nations because of me. That's something called the removal of freedom of speech. This is all happening right now. But once upon a time, we could talk about Jesus openly across social media. But a time's coming where actually it will be an offense to take the stand that we've stood for 2000 years at that time people will turn away from the faith and will portray and hate each other come on this is now isn't it many false prophets will appear to deceive many because of the increase of wickedness the love of most will grow cold this is a time to make sure that you're not going to be the heart or you're not going to be one of those people whose heart is growing cold to God you're going to stay on fire for God but one who stands firm to the end will be saved and this gospel that we we preaching of the kingdom of God that's now present will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations and then the end will come there's an end that's coming but there's almost signposts that Jesus gives us 2,000 years ago to let us know when we're in the arena or the moment without knowing the day and the hour because only the father knows that we need to take these signs seriously and make sure that we're not getting complacent we're not getting apathetic we're staying on fire for God but then you have Paul he teaches in second Timothy again about the moments understanding the times that you're in and he says in uh, second Timothy chapter three verses one to five but mark this there will be terrible days in the last days people will be lovers of themselves check lovers of money, check, boastful, check, proud, Check. Abusive. Check. Disobedient to parents. Check. Ungrateful. Unholy. Without love. Unforgiving. Slanderous. Without self-control. Brutal. Not lovers of good. Treacherous. Rash. Conceited. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. We're living in a time where people would rather go to the movies than be an active part of their local church. These things are happening now. We need to be aware of the moment that we're in not surprised by things we see on the news but rather people that go this is time for me to walk closer with Jesus than I ever have before and then in verse 5 it says having a form or a type of godliness but denying its power and this has "Have nothing to do with such people now one response which isn't a wrong response or one viewpoint of these verses would be a person saying, yeah, but Andy, these things have happened for the last 2000 years. Look through history. I can show you moments in history where these things, there's been wars and rumors of wars and society out of control, moral, you know, morals plummeting. Yeah, I agree. That's true. There are certainly times in history that mark end time um, signposts. But what we need to bear in mind that we are closer now to the end than when they happened in those moments. Yeah, it's a bit of a flip of a coin. Maybe society will ride right itself, but these things will still come to pass because Jesus said they would but something deep within me sees the decline within um, morality within society the way that we have um, so much access with media the way that the world has become so small the sound of one world government the sound of one world finances it seems that everything is coming together for this moment that Jesus said was a moment that came just before he returned not to save the world but to collect those who put placed faith in him as savior it's not a reason to be worried I'm not preaching fear today I'm preaching wise up let's see that certain things that are happening in our world could surprise us sicknesses illnesses infirmities we need to respond to those things in faith with the promises of God when they come to the house of who we are like a burglar or someone that surprises us but when it comes to looking around at world events shame on any Christian that's going well I don't know why this is happening read your Bible the Bible said it always would but it was ushering in the second coming of the one that we worship Jesus Christ it's not a reason to be worried or fearful but it is a time to choose which kingdom your life represents it is time to choose which kingdom you want your life to represent to live true to I want to be a kingdom person I want the sound of my life to be the sound of the kingdom of God I don't want a foot in one kingdom and a foot in another how about you when I look at the news when I hear what's going on around me all it makes me do is make sure that my life is fully in his kingdom no partial experience of it but also it's time for me to grab the wisdom of Proverbs 3 verses 5 to 6 thank you Lord that there's so much uncertainty around me Yet you remain certain everything that can be shaken is being shaken to reveal you and your kingdom, which is unshakable today. Father, I develop again that habit of number one, trusting you. Lord, I trust you in all of my ways, not some of them. Lord, I purpose to not lean on my own understanding, but to lean on what your word says is true. And Father, I choose to acknowledge you in all of my ways, in the things I understand and the things I don't. I hope that that's something that resounds with your heart today. Again, in moments where people that don't know God are freaking out, we should not be freaking out. And our hearts should be worry-free and actually filled with heaven's peace. Because we know the one that we worship as God, Jesus Christ, son of God, is the one who's our good shepherd and the one that's taken responsibility for providence, protection and provision for us, for our families, for our today and for our tomorrow. So as we close today, let's be a people that choose not to worry, be fearful, have hearts that are flooded with anxiety. But let's develop this trust relationship with God in a deeper way. Now, if your life doesn't yet belong to God, maybe it once did and you drifted from God, we're going to give you an opportunity to pray right now. A very simple prayer. Gina's going to give you the opportunity to pray and just make sure that your life is in his kingdom, the kingdom that's unshakable. But if your life has drifted away and you would say, well, I've slid away from being a follower of Jesus, but I know I need to come back. Come back today. Don't wait a day. Don't wait a week. Today is a good day to get things right with the Lord so that you can know his peace and security in your life. When you're living in a world that seems to be bent on chaos. The Lord bless you. Have a great week. I'm going to hand back to Gina now. God bless.